Hi everyone, welcome to the Sorry What podcast, hosted by me, Fatima, a second year, 23-year-old graduate medical student studying in Glasgow, if you couldn't tell by my accent. In this podcast series, I'm going to delve into a wide range of topics, ranging from the latest medical breakthroughs to interesting and thought-provoking conversations out with the medical field that we may perhaps not have felt comfortable discussing with our peers or friends. So I hope whether you're a medical professional, a student, or simply someone who's curious about the world around them, you'll find something of interest in this podcast series. I'm literally going to be discussing things that make me go, sorry, what? So sit back, relax, whether you're taking a break from studying, whether you're at the gym, whether you're on the go, I really hope you enjoy. And yeah, I hope there's something to take from this podcast. I'm going to keep it as raw and as unedited as I possibly can because I'm all about being as real as possible, especially when we live in such a digitally filtered world. So thank you for listening in and I really hope you enjoy. This week's Sorry What is, how do you not know everything? You've done a degree before. So as I said, I'm a graduate medical student and I'll just tell those of you that don't know a little bit about my journey to medicine. So I applied from school, I didn't get in, my UCAT wasn't high enough and I vividly remember my pastoral support teacher at the time telling me in front of my friends, we used to all sit at these tables at school, And I'll never forget, she literally said, you'll never get into medicine. And so as much as I did it for me, I did it for all the other students that were also told that they weren't going to get into medicine just because they didn't get in first time. So I then applied for jobs. I was deciding on what to do. So I applied for jobs and I got a job in a local pharmacy and my plan was to work there for the year. But something just wasn't sitting right. I I really, it might sound cringe, but I really enjoy learning. I am someone that always has to do something So I do know how to relax and enjoy myself. I'm very much all about that. And you'll see from my Instagram, I'm really keen on promoting a very healthy work-life balance, especially in the medical degree, because you can burn out so, so easily. But I am someone, like I said, that really likes to be busy. And I just thought, I don't think I can be out of education for that long. And it was literally only a year, so calm down, Fatima. Really, it wasn't that deep. But to me, it was. And when you're 17, you're so young and you're literally making decisions about the rest of your life. So I applied through clearing. I actually applied to anatomy. And I wasn't sure if I was going to get it, but I think they didn't get enough applicants that were international. So... I got accepted and the rest is kind of history. I did four years of anatomy at Glasgow and it was amazing. It was cut short because of COVID. In the fourth year of my degree, whilst I was writing my dissertation, I applied to medicine and I got three interviews and three offers and I got one rejection pre-interview and they never said why, but no hate, no shade, but it's their loss. And yeah, now I'm second year at Glasgow again, I couldn't stay away. When I got to Glasgow, I didn't really know what to expect. I'd always heard, and I think everyone that's gone into medicine has heard, you know, med students are a different breed. They're just different. And I, hand on heart, will confirm that that is 100% true compared to anatomists. Medical students are just so high strung. And I think it's because we've all come from an environment where we had to achieve these really high grades in order to get in and that is toxic and so everyone's a high achiever and when you come to the degree you're very much humbled very quickly and I think it's a good thing that everyone's humbled because I think it would be even worse if people weren't humbled 
So you're taking the top scorers from school, from university, and you're shoving them all into one course. You can only imagine that people do get very competitive. And I'm very lucky in the sense that I respectfully don't care what other people get, like it never really affects me. And I just kind of ignore it. But people are competitive and I'll say it for sure they are. But honestly, I feel so happy with my choice of staying at Glasgow. I was umming and adding whether to go to Aberdeen or Glasgow and staying at Glasgow is honestly the best thing ever. I am now working as a phlebotomist in a local hospital. I can stay at home and see my family and my parents and all the medical students are genuinely lovely and I think that was something I was kind of wary of but everyone is so nice and everyone is so supportive of one another and so when people started saying these things that made me go sorry what I was kind of taken aback and then I realized this is the mindset that a lot of people are led to believe and so I made it my mission to tell as many people that told me, how do you not know everything you're a grad, that they were just wrong for saying that and they had to stop saying it because it made grads like myself feel pretty awful. I am actually a very big self-douser, but I, I know what I'm capable of and I know that I can get the grades. I was sweating out for the last year and a half. I worked really, really hard on my finals in fourth year. I worked really, really hard on my discs and I was delighted with how I did. And so to get these sentences thrown at you, it kind of made me think, how is this right? But in hindsight, I don't think they meant harm by it, but it is a harmful thing to say. So I'm going to be reading out a few words from other graduates of things they've had said to them. And we will sort of break down those myths. Someone has sent in that people expect us to do GP because we're too old for other specialties. Now, Specialty choice is very subjective and people's choices towards what specialty they want to do is multifactorial. And yes, for me, it's something I've considered. I know when I graduate, I'll be 26, but it's such a societal thing and people have different priorities in life. Some people won't do a long specialty because they're factoring in when they want to have a family. Some people won't do surgery because they think it's not got a great family life. But conversely, someone might really want to do surgery and might also want to have a family. And so it's so different and it's really wrong, in my opinion, to generalise. And so if we could just stop saying that to people, I think it would be such a nicer environment to stop making assumptions because of age. It will be great. And this other comment that I got in is exactly kind of what I was saying earlier. People expect us to have the answer to all questions. And guys, okay, I, I got a first in my anatomy degree. That doesn't mean I'm going to know all the anatomy. You know, I was getting, how do you not know this? When I was in first year medicine, the last time I did anatomy of the upper limb was two years before. And so this year when I was getting that same sentence, how do you not know this, you did it in anatomy, I said, well, can you remember the anatomy you did literally not even a year ago? And people were like, no. And so I said, there you go. You've answered your own question. If you can't remember something you did less than a year ago, how can you throw the expectation on me that I should know everything from two years ago and okay some people will remember it and that's amazing but I know I'm speaking on behalf of not just myself but another one of my friends who's studying medicine who also did anatomy and she can't remember either and guys we're human you know we have lives outside of medicine and we have to remember a lot more than just the academic aspect of our life so no we will never have the answer to everything 
And we should not know the answer to everything because then we shouldn't be doing the medical degree. Then we should be doing a fast track degree and we wouldn't have to do the five or the four years of it. And someone has sent in, we're still fun and we want to be involved. And I think that's an important one. I think when people see that you're a bit older, they kind of make judgments and they have these preformed conceptions about what they expect you to enjoy or what they think you'll do in your spare time. Just because we're four years or more older doesn't mean we don't want to have fun. It doesn't mean we'll say no to plans. So just encouraging a more open mindset towards older students would be so beneficial to the Medical Student Society, I think, and the community of med students, not just at Glasgow, but I'm sure this will apply across the board. It'll really help across multiple universities and I'm sure multiple different courses. So I'm now going to discuss something that I think is really, really important and not discussed enough. But before I discuss it, I just want to put in a wee caveat. What I'm going to discuss is by no way taking away from the school leavers that come in to study medicine immediately. The respect I have for all of you is immense. I always say it the way that I see the school leavers who are studying on my course just now is very inspiring. They're all extremely committed and coming from school to a medical degree is crazy. Um, That's coming from someone that did a degree before and I can say that the workload in medicine is wild. So to come from school and immediately jump into medicine props you 100%. It's very, very inspiring and yeah, I just wanted to say I'm by no way deducting from the hard work that all of you guys put in. But what I am going to talk about is burnout for graduates. I think a lot of people forget that we come straight from another degree and in my case and in many people's cases, before that we came from six years of high school and seven years of primary school. So that's 13 years of school and then add in my anatomy degree that's four years so we're at 17 years and then add on my medical degree which is five more years because I'm not going to intercalate that's 22 years straight of studying and I won't lie some days it's really hard and some days I think how am I actually doing this and I forget to praise myself for it I forget to praise myself for the fact that it is very inspiring to keep going with your education because you want something so bad and I think it's just not discussed People think we're superhuman or people think it's just a tick box exercise because it was the only way we were going to be able to study medicine because we never got in from school. And yes, that's right, but it is really difficult some days. Some days I think it's crazy that I'm doing it, but I don't like to think about it too much because, you know, I'm like, okay, we're a year and a half down, I've got three and a half to go, and then I think three and a half, you know, that's crazy. But it will go quick and I know it'll go quick, but it it is tiring. And some days I do feel burnt out, but I know that this is the sort of degree where you kind of are go, go, go. And that's why I think having a work-life balance is so important, extremely important. I work at the weekend for four hours each day and honestly, and I know it's only eight hours, sometimes it can be 12, but I genuinely just really like having the routine. I'm a routine girl. I like the fact that I work at the weekends and it allows me to know when I have to finish work by, for example, you know, by working at the weekend, I know I won't get work done or as much work done on those days and it kind of breaks up my week and I like that. I like going out with my family for meals. I like meeting up with my friends for meals. I like going for walks. I love going to the gym. 
And I think having something other than medicine is so, so important and it's crucial to not just your mental health, but your physical health too. You know, they're all intrinsically linked. And yeah, I think finding what works for you is extremely important. And I am 23 now and I think a year and a half into the medical degree, I'm still learning what works for me. There's this pressure on us by our peers, by ourselves. And I think just reducing the pressure will help immensely. Thank you everyone so much for listening in. I really hope you've enjoyed. I hope that there was something to take from this. This was sort of just that get to know me episode whilst discussing one sorry what topic this week, which was all about being a grad. And I hope for those that don't know me, you've now got to know me a bit better. I'm quite a confident person, but I think speaking alone to a microphone not knowing exactly who'll listen is kind of a scary concept but I suppose it's just like all social media on a public platform you never really know who's going to see your content or in this case listen to it so thank you all once again make sure to follow my instagram at anatomist to doctor and yeah I hope I will be seeing some of you soon, not seeing some of you, but I hope some of you will be tuning into the next episode, which will be with a guest, hopefully. So yeah, everyone, I hope you have a lovely Sunday evening and I shall see you in the next episode. Whilst I have the attention of a few people here, I just wanted to raise awareness about the natural disaster that happened earlier this week in Turkey and Syria. I think a lot of people sometimes feel scared to use their platform or scared to use their voice in fear of being political but this isn't a political situation this is a literal humanitarian crisis you know the devastation is real and the consequences of the earthquakes plural will be very long lived and it's just devastating to see families that are indefinitely separated babies that are orphaned Mothers that have lost their children, children that have lost their parents, fathers that have lost their children, guardians that have lost loved ones. So it is really important for me just to highlight what's going on in the world around us because I think the Western media doesn't do the best job at portraying exactly what's going on. So yeah, if you didn't know about it before, please research. And if you do donate, please make sure you're donating to non-profit charities where the money does actually go directly to those impacted. So yeah, just make sure you're donating to legitimate charities that are non-profit and that go directly to those affected. Thank you so much, guys, and I shall see you next time.